0: Hallelujah. You're a good God. Hey, y'all give it up for these guys that's up here pouring their hearts out. You know, you know what's, what's really neat is, you know, and we got some guys out and we got some guys filling in uh, this, this particular Sunday. And, and sometimes it sounds a little different or it looks a little different. But at the end of the day, All this has nothing to do with us anyway. Come on, somebody. You see, none none of this has anything to do with us anyway. Because if we're going to believe what we're singing, then we can put our eyes upon Jesus and understand that we're singing to Jesus. We're praising to Jesus. Uh, As a matter of fact, if this is the first time today that you've given praise to Jesus, you're running way behind. Come on, somebody. I'm just going to get real for you right now. If we're ever, as a church, going to be able to reach out to the one that may struggle with addiction or the one that may struggle with pornography, can we say pornography in church today? It's very real. The problem is why we got so many people struggling with pornography because it wasn't talked about in the church and that's the bottom line now listen if There's and depression and, and at the end of the day if we're not intimate with the Father we'll never be able to reach out to someone before I can ever reach out I gotta reach up See, if I don't have an intimate relationship with my Father, how am I ever going to be able to reach those that are struggling in those areas? And I say me, but I'm talking to you. Amen? I don't even know where this is going to go right now, but what I do know is this. The relationship between us and the Father there has to be intimacy. A good pastor friend of mine explained this to me one time, and I'll explain it to y'all. My wife and I, we have two children. So I think it's safe to say we've had an intimate relationship. Everyone understands that, right? And we produced offspring behind the intimacy That we had in our relationship. Amen. If we're ever going to multiply heaven. Come on somebody. If we're ever going to multiply heaven. We have to have an intimate relationship with the father. That we may be able to multiply. In the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? If at. 1045 is the first time that you praise God that day. I'm telling you, there's no intimacy. And he longs to spend time with us. Do you remember remember in Genesis, he said, Adam, where are you? Do do you believe that God knew where Adam was? He's an all-knowing God. I firmly believe that he knew where Adam was. But that intimate time that we've been having in the cool of the day, you're not there. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? It's not a geographical location, but where are you in the intimate relationship with Jesus Christ? Where are you? I want to produce offspring for the kingdom of God, brother. I want to see converts be baptized. I want to see them shaking, getting filled with the Holy Ghost. I-, I want them to. I want them to start discipling people. I'm ready to hand the mic to somebody. But if but if you have no intimate relationship with Jesus, the mic scares you to death. Anybody want it? That was cool what happened right there. I'm telling you right now. That's what this church is about. Hallelujah harvest. We're going to reach hundreds and hundreds of people. I believe that. Watching new converts get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. That's what it's about. Winning souls for the kingdom. Spreading the gospel. It ain't about because the music sounds different today. And I love y'all. Y'all know that. We can never get comfortable in these seats ever. We can never be comfortable. We got to allow God to stretch. It's the only way God's ever going to stretch. Is I got to spend some time with God. Amen. Amen you got your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians. We're just going to recap, you know, but did you die? I've done part one on the death part. Today we're going to talk about the resurrection part. I feel the Holy Ghost, man. I don't know about y'all. Galatians chapter 2, verse 17. I'm going to go ahead and start reading. While y'all are turning to your Bibles, it's also on the screen. We're going to read this and see what God wants to do. Amen. Verse 17 of the second chapter of Galatians says, But if, but if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not, it says. It goes on to say, For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. Verse 20, boy, everyone's got this one somewhere on a a picture or on a shirt or on a bumper sticker. And we're so quick to tell someone else about it, but we're going to find out what it really means today. Verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life which I live now in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, and he gave himself for me. That word me right there, he gave himself for me. If I was y'all, I would take my pen and cross that out and put my name there. Because that becomes intimate now. That makes it intimate now. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for Houston. Houston. I do not set aside the grace of God because it's a good thing. For it is righteousness that comes through the law Then Christ died in vain. We can't get good enough to come to Jesus. See, religious and religion and legalism, it will tell us that we have to be baptized to get to heaven. It'll tell us that if we don't speak in tongues, then we're not really saved. Legalism and religion will tell us that we have to look a certain way. We have to get cleaned up. We got to stop smoking. We got we to stop drinking. We got to stop uh, uh, swearing. We, we, we got to talk and look and dress a certain way before we can come to the cross because we're not worthy. But the Word of God, not religion, not legalism, but the Word of God says, Come as you are. It worked pretty good for me. There's nothing that I can bring to the cross. I can't get good enough. Do y'all understand that? You can't get cleaned up enough to come to Jesus because he's a righteous God and we're unrighteous. Does that make sense? The only thing that we can bring to the table when it comes to our salvation is our filthy sin that which made our salvation possible. Are y'all getting it? We have to die. Verse 20 said, no longer that I live, but Christ lives in me. What does that look like? If you have to tell me you're a Christian, something's wrong. If you have to verbally tell me I'm a Christian, something's wrong. Amen? Amen? Not impressed. (laughs) There's a ton of people across the world screaming that they're a Christian, and I'm not impressed. I'm looking for your fruit. I'm looking for the Jesus in you, brother. Amen. (laughs) You got to die. I talked about the definition of death, and we're going to get into the resurrection part, but I talked about the definition of death and gave you all that great revelation last Sunday uh, on this Webster's Dictionary of what definition of what death is, and it's just to die. I mean, that's a mind blower there. I think we understand what death is. It means to no longer live. You're dead. Amen? Amen? Are y'all with me today? So when we talk about death and we talk about resurrection, resurrection. when we talk about death and we talk about setting or or at the church function or around other Christians, uh, we generally point the words death and resurrection to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We relate it to the cross of Calvary. Amen? And then I told you last week that's not the death and resurrection that I'm talking about. I'm talking about you dying. I'm talking about me dying. Me no longer living, but Christ living in me and through me. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to get into the resurrection part. Remember, I stayed in 1 Peter on extended warranty there for, what, four or five weeks? And we talked about uh, uh, the authenticity of our faith. Remember? If you have a sincere, authentic genuineness, it was the word. If you have a genuine faith that's authentic, uh, you have a genuine faith that is sincere, then... I don't have to tell you I'm a Christian. I don't have to convince you that I'm good. Don't you know I went to Teen Challenge? Can't you see what God delivered us from? I no longer do the things I used to do. If I have to tell you all that, if that becomes my identity, then where's my intimacy in with the Father? Right? We come to this altar. I'm just going to get real with y'all, okay? Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be at this church anytime I want to be, and it's a lot. Praise God. But I can come to this altar when there's an issue going on with my family or my church family or there's there's some sickness or financial struggles that may be going on. And, and people are calling me and they're telling me, you know, pray for this and pray for that. And I get on this altar and I find myself begging God, Lord, can you please just touch my family member? Can you, can you send a witness to them? Lord, will you be at this service Sunday? Father, we're going on an outreach. I need you to be there and go ahead of me. And, and Brother Danny uh, asked me to pray for this situation or whatever situation you may go on. I'm begging and I'm pleading and I'm crying, and Jesus is hearing everything I'm saying, but he's asking me this. Have you died? Have you fully died to yourself, Houston? And then that prayer goes from Lord, forgive me. You know, when Landon and I turned this church down to begin with, I had to repent for that because I didn't hear the Spirit of God correctly because I hadn't died and I wanted my own agenda and not the will of the Father. Y'all didn't know that, did you? I See, I had a plan for what ministry was going to look like. We was going to be in ministry together. We was going to be doing uh, uh, ministry a certain way, I, and I had a plan in my life. But when the Spirit of God led me to the very place that I had prayed for, I said no. I had to repent for that. that's called disobedience. that's called being busy with my own agenda, and not spending time intimacy, uh, not being intimate with my father to know what his will was for me. I don't know how many people we've led to Jesus since we've been here and how many people' have been healed and all that, but just think maybe maybe none of that will happen would have happened the Lord. If you're looking to me or you're looking to this this uh, praise and worship team to make you feel good for a little while or to step on your toes for a little while, I'm good at that. I will, I will run over your toes, but know this, I'm aiming for your heart. He loves us. In order for me and my wife to produce the offspring that I was talking about, we had to spend some time together, trust me. We had to have an intimate relationship built. I knew at whatever time of night, her and I was going to sit down and start talking. And we was going to be laughing. And she was going to tell me her her desires for life. And and we was going to cry sometimes and hold hands. And we was going to build a relationship. But we come up here saying, Lord, do this, do that. I need you to help me with my agenda, with my plan. And he's like, You haven't died to yourself. How many selfish prayers do we pray? I need you to help me with my plan, Lord. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Don't let my kids be in a bad place. Don't let someone that's really close to me be in a bad place because it becomes about them then and not about Jesus. But I can put the fancy words in there. Let you be exalted. <laughs> let you get the glory, Lord. I need you to reach down and touch my sister. I need you to reach down and touch my brother right now, Lord. But let you be exalted in it. In the back of my mind, am I really intimate enough with God to even come to Him with that? Is he a minister? Is he a minister of sin? Certainly not. He's a good God. Why is he the last person we go to? Why? Why is God the last person we go to? I got my PG shirt on. (laughs) Hey, man, I need you to be praying for me, brother. I need to call Sean, get on, the, get on the Teen Challenge hotline. I'm going through some things. I need you to pray for me. You pray. <laughs> I want to pray with everyone that has an issue going on. I want to pray and stand in the gap for you when you can't pray at the end of the day. We're not under the law That's what he's talking about. You can pray. You can go to Jesus just like I can go to Jesus. You can baptize just like I can baptize. When someone gives their life to Jesus that you witness to, don't wait to get them to me to baptize them. Put them in the creek right behind the Walmart. Amen. The veil has been torn. Wow, well, you need to talk to my pastor. Well, they need to talk to you. God made that divine appointment for you. Amen. Have we died, church? Good things start to happen in our life. By the way, as bad as it is, it's still pretty good. Right? Right? No one here really had to walk to church today, did they? (laughs) It wouldn't hurt me none to walk to church. You see, it's about the fruit, and I, and I told you, we're the Jesus Christ in us. If the church uh, of the living God, uh, the people of the living God, y'all remember me going over that? Uh, uh, if the teachers and the preachers and the pastors of the Living God who have the titles, uh, uh, if the body of the Living God will just get on their face before the Spirit of the Living God and ask them to do a fruit count of what I have in me, how much do I look like me, and how much do I look like you? I guarantee you'll start repenting right then. Are you pr- now? You got intimacy. Now you have intimacy. Because we just got real. He knows anyway. He knows anyway. When we can get on our face before God, we'll have to have fall break every month just so we can have some places for people to sit. When we as a church body, and we've tasted and seen that it's good. There's been times, uh, uh, you know, throughout our life, throughout our walk, throughout our our faith uh, in Christ, where we've tasted and seen it was good, but for whatever reason, we go back the other way. Last Sunday, we had great church. The Sunday before that, we had great church. This Sunday, we're going to have great church. And we're going to leave and we're going to go to the Golden Corral or wherever we're going. We're going to say, man, that was a great service. The preaching was phenomenal. Now they're going to say, did you see that girl in the baptistry? That's what they're going to say. Hmm. Did you see the Jesus in that girl in the baptistry? Come on, it's time to shout. I seen the Jesus in her. She couldn't even put the handkerchief on her face. Don't you want that? Don't you want that? What's that old country song? Give them something to talk about. I love the Lord. In this church right here, if we'll get on our face before God, we'll move heaven. I'm telling you, let's not get complacent. That right there should just be the tip of the iceberg. I'm looking. She's beautiful. I'm telling the family, y'all are blessed to have that young lady right there. Amen. 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 See, we don't need multi-million dollar buildings. Remember me telling you that? We we don't have to have a cathedral. We got to die. All right? We don't need skinny jeans and smoke machines, brother. We need more Jesus. Because the people that have the skinny jeans and the smoke machines, and I'm not bad-mouthing everyone that wears skinny jeans. Don't know one take it like that because that's not what I'm doing what I'm saying is they worship a lot of times the building and the speaker more than they worship the one that comes, that, that controls the building. Y'all think about it. Have we, We've had church right here, a bunch of hillbillies. Right? Did anyone have on skinny jeans that day? Well, was, there a, was there a smoke machine and a strobe light going off to do it? See, there's people in church today, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for praise and worship and, I, and I'm for, you know, the movement of God, but there's people that went to the Rolling Stones concert last night that when they struck the light and, and they hit the cymbal the right way and they, and they stretched the old guitar and Mick hit that high note, they got goosebumps. That's happening in the church right now as we speak, and people are calling that the Holy Ghost. Have you died? Have you died till you want an emotional reaction to what's happening on the platform? Or have you died and want just more of Jesus and less of you? If I have to stroke you uh, uh, emotionally, then something's wrong. If, if, if Gary has to walk up and down that piano ten times to get you to just raise your hand, something's wrong. I'm not here for the smoke. That's why there's no smoke. But if we, would get in, if we would get pressed in for a couple of hours before we showed up right here. If we get on our face this, in the morning when we woke up instead of on Facebook. If we lay prostrate in our living room and start claiming the territory for the kingdom of God, things would start changing. These people glorify the building. Is this a beautiful church? It's got a beautiful spirit. Amen. The spirit of God is here. That's what makes it beautiful. Am I a beautiful pastor? What a friend we have in Jesus. I'm not the prettiest, most eloquent speeching pastor you've ever had. I promise you that. And there's a lot of other preachers out there that can preach a lot better than me, and I understand that. No one believes it more than I do. And I'm going to tell you the truth, even if it means hurting your feelings. I'm not here to deliver. Re- don't get comfortable. Because you see the empty seats today that are on fall break? It could start dwindling down just as quick as it dwindled up if we're not pressing in. Don't put Lan and I or, or the praise and worship team up on a pedestal. I beg you not to do that. Die. Ask God, what's in me that's still living that's not of you? He'll expose it. And then for you not to do something about it, you're living in sin. Who's that preacher think he is telling me I'm living in sin? I'm here to tell you. The Word of God says to know what to do and not do it is sin. Does that mean I'm going to judge you for your sin? You have the right to judge me because we're brothers in Christ. How about that? Take it up with the Word of God. As the body of Christ, we have the right to judge each other's fruit. You know that? As a matter of fact, for me to know what to do and not do it is sin. If I see my brother falling in sin and I don't come and confront that in love, then I'm in sin. It's called accountability. These guys right here, we have an accountability thing. My Teen Challenge guys, we have an accountability thing. If you don't show up for church, someone's calling you. Not accusing you, but wanting to know how we can help you. That's what this church body has to do. And the only way we're ever going to do it is to get on our face and die. Because my agenda is more important than your agenda. Right? Can I step on a few more toes then I'll get done with this? All the praise reports of the prayer requests that we had last week. Did anyone go back and watch it and look at those prayer requests and start praying for them? We're getting real now, right? But when it's your baby in the hospital, when it's your mother diagnosed with cancer, when it's your child that's lost and in the hospital OD'd and you don't know if they'd make it to heaven or not, you expect someone to be praying then, right? Amen. The only way we're ever going to get to that point, church, is if we die ourselves. We got to get out of our own way. Prayer and reading the Bible and fasting, and we're gonna talk about fasting in another month or two during the holidays. I'm trying to save y'all's life. <laughs> Those three are key essentials to a Christian's walk. And they're the most things that are neglected. And we wonder why. Our churches look the way they do. We wonder why our families look the way they do. We wonder why our life feels the way it does. Because we don't have intimacy with Jesus Christ. That's it. My wife's relationship with me cannot fulfill the things that I need to be fulfilled spiritually. I know God brought her to me. And praise God. But I got to be more intimate with Jesus than I am with her. That's just where we got to be. That's what church is. Are y'all with me? I'm not going to boast in this right here, but what I am going to say is this. If we could get people to react to that message right there, if we could get people to put some action behind that word and actually start going back, And praying for some people. And start getting on our face. Start asking God to expose some things in our lives. Start getting accountable to each other. Then you would see a shift spiritually that would shake the foundations of the earth. We need more people preaching against sin. I'm going to preach against sin. And that's how it is. Amen. You know why I know this? Because I had too many people patting me on my back telling me it was okay. That I come through a bunch of stuff and I'm proud of you. I I strongly believe that this church body right here in this area, this geographical location of Middle Tennessee can be the igniter for the next great revival. I believe that with every part of my being. but it's the sheep that reproduce sheep. It's the church. How much of Jesus do you want? I need you to pray for me. I need you to pray for her. When, when I'm doing prayer request, does it hurt to get out your phone and put that in there? And then go back and spend a little bit of time. You know, not going there. Are you praying for us? Just because you don't know that ant that's off in wherever that someone asked for, or that guy that you meet at a at a truck stop in California. And we say, you know, I just would like to pray for that gentleman. Because we don't know that gentleman personally, do we not pray for him? Absolutely not. Because we're busy with our own agenda. Amen. I talked last week about it coming down to pride. It's about me, not you right? I'm going to wrap this thing up. We're going to talk about resurrection because not everyone in here fits under the category that I was talking about that hasn't died. As a matter of fact, the majority of us in here have died multiple times. Y'all stick with me. I've died and then resurrected and died again through repentance, Right? Right? I'm glad y'all are quiet today. Turn over to Galatians 2.18. We was just in 2, but just turn to 18 right there, okay? We're going to talk about the resurrection now. And I hope y'all hear my heart in this. I love you guys. But I could probably pray for y'all more, and I'm your pastor. Right? Like I said one of them little fuzzy prayers for you guys when y'all went on vacation. But did I really get down on my face and say, "Lord, send them a divine appointment while they're on vacation?" I owe you an apology for that. Amen. I go back and pray over everything and I pray over this congregation, but do I spend more time on Saturdays watching football than I do with my Lord? It's my conviction. <laughs> Spirit of God move in this place. So, so y'all know that, that the majority of us in here, the ones that are definitely saved and filled with the Spirit, love Tennessee football, right? <laughs> so I know a lot about Peyton Manning, right? I know what number he wore, where he went to high school, I know what college he went to, how he got cheated out of the Heisman. I, I know all this stuff. How many Super Bowls he won. How many? I, but, but here's the deal. I know some stuff about Peyton Manning, but I don't know Peyton Manning. I, I don't have an intimate relationship with Peyton As a matter of fact, if he walked in that door right now, he wouldn't know me from Adam. How many of us know some things about Jesus. But we don't have an intimate relationship. How many of us know that he was born of a virgin? Raise your hand. How many of us know that for 33 and a half years he walked this earth and for about three and a half years was his ministry? Raise your hand. We know this. We know how many disciples he had, we know how many people he fed. With a few fish and a couple loaves. We know that he died on a cross and on the third day he was resurrected. We know that he sits at the right hand of the Father. We know some stuff about Jesus, but where's your intimacy to actually know Jesus? See, that's the lie straight from hell. There was a book series came out years ago called Fan or Follower. Are you a fan of Jesus? Are you a follower of Jesus? Are we subscribed to the Jesus page to meet some need that we have? Are we on our face asking God, what is it I can do for you? Woo! We can't even, we can't even utter those words out of our mouth until we die. It's impossible. We get concerned with work. We get concerned with finances. We get concerned with image and status and Facebook followers. We get concerned with so many things that we're not concerned with the intimacy level with our king. Do you call him king? That's got to be your number one concern. And I found if you'll be about the father's business, your status will be just fine. Your finances will be just fine. Your business will be just fine. Look here, your family will do just fine. You will start reproducing fruit that will blow your mind. And you might want the mic. I believe there's some preachers in this room right now, but because they ain't died to their self, they're afraid of the mic. <laughs> We get on our faces. Jeremiah. Show me my fruit, Lord. Deal with me right here where I'm at right now. (laughs) I have a problem with the dead man's pride in me, dying, crucifying it, leaving it buried, and then going back and resurrect it when someone offends me. (laughs) That's the resurrection I want to talk about. You know what the resurrection word is? It's just like death. It's real simple. Just to live again. To bring back to life something that was already dead. The Bible puts it a different way. The Bible's a little more harsher than me. The Bible puts it like this As a dog returns to his vomit, a sinner will return to his folly. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to paint that picture for you, but I think you got an image in your mind right then of that dog returning to its vomit. That's what we look like when we resurrect something that we laid on the grave up here. When I go back and get into my feelings on a personal right because my wife ain't doing what I think she should, because my coworker knows that I sit there every single day Because my mom and dad didn't post something or did post something that offended me. My sister never calls me on my birthday. This is just practical stuff. You just resurrected your pride. You just resurrected your personal rights. You have a personal right. You have right on your side. Maybe they did offend you. So what? Get over it. How many people have you offended? How many people have you lied to? How many people have you said one thing and done the total opposite? How many people have allowed you to, to, to build a bridge back that you burnt down years ago only to get to the last plank and you burn it again? We're talking about me now, right? Not y'all. How many times have we done that? But just as soon as someone else does it to us, we want to get offended because our personal rights have been violated. Little do we know that if we're dead in Christ, we just read it and said amen to it, but if we're truly dead in Christ, then dead men don't have rights. I forfeit my rights over to my king, and I become a slave to his righteousness. There's no friendship in my relationship with Jesus. Y'all don't want to hear that, do you? Some of y'all want Jesus for your homeboy. He ain't your homeboy. He ain't your co-pilot. He ain't a fish on the back of your car. He's the Lord of Lords Lord and the King of Kings. And it's only by his blood that we get to the, to the father to begin with. You better understand that he's the master and you're the slave. Ha. How dare you, preacher? It's in the book. Read it. Nowhere in carrying your cross is there comfort anyway. No one in be, nowhere in being a slave to a master is there supposed to be comfort. Comfort spiritually in your heart, yes. But I'm here to tell you, you better have some broad shoulders. Or do we want to sit in the pew? Because we can do that too. We just want to be the pew setter. Because we'll never be able to reach out until we reach up. You hear me, church? Y'all hear me? Go ahead and get this out of here. I'm I'm done with that. You know, I didn't even preach any of that today, and that's fine and dandy too. What I know is this the fire of God was right there today. Lives were changed today. And 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 there's going to be more lives changed through that life and through that life. I know that. Sometimes I get way off track. You know what? I'm not going to apologize for that because I hear from the Holy Ghost. And he tells me what y'all are and are not doing, so just letting you know that. We got to die. I've got to die. I'll start with me. I've got to die. Pap, you want to come up, please? Thank you. Just because, you know, I'm not doing the things that I used to do with with the lifestyle of sin that I lived, does it make me good? Come on, somebody. There's a lot of people in this room today that is not doing today what they did six months ago or six years ago, and for some reason you've got a sense of security on that, and you think you're good. There's some things that we have to die to. Because life happens. It shows up on our front steps, and it's not fair. Grace and mercy is so good. And God hears our cries even though really and truly we're not even intimate enough to have a conversation with him on our end. Now some of y'all are going to analyze that and say, Pastor Houston said that I'm not good enough to pray. It's not all what I said. How many of us are right here on the shoreline with our prayers? Because it's safe. The deep cry out to the deep. The glory's out there in the deep. But it's safe right here just getting my toes wet every now and then. Because I can see my surroundings. I can breathe my own breath. I'm in control. But your king's out there saying, let me take you a little deeper. Let me take you to another glory that you don't even know about. Yeah, you're saved. There ain't a doubt in my mind that you're saved. But do you want to go to a deeper glory? Do you want to get more intimate with Jesus? Because that's what he wants. Because your salvation, I'm going to get some emails on this too. Your salvation has nothing to do with you anyway, it's for the next guy. Does that make sense? We sang about turning your eyes to Jesus earlier. And I think that's what this sermon just came, what I just preached, came out of that song, to be honest with you. Are we really doing that? Are we really turning our eyes to Jesus Christ when mom's sick, when the kids ain't acting right? And then let me take it a step further and I'm going to open these altars. Do we keep our eyes on Jesus when mom's feeling good? And the kids are acting right. When the money's in the bank. And the job's going really well. (laughs) If there's some things in you that need to be revealed. That you know there's something there. I know there's something there. The Holy Spirit has revealed these things to you. If if you've gotten mad at me today. (laughs) If I've said something that's offended you today. That's probably the Holy Ghost dealing with you. My goal this morning wasn't to, to get up and preach this, I promise you. My goal is to let you know I love you. And I'm going to tell you the truth. We as the church body cannot get complacent. And we got to go from one glory to the next glory. We got to go from deeper to deeper. We got to go from shallow to Get your toes out of the water and be submerged in his glory. So I want to ask you today, a lot of y'all have raised your hand, and I'm not even trying to to go there, but but if, if if there's some fruit in your life that's not displaying Jesus, if there's some anger or bitterness or resentment or pride, hatred, unforgiveness, if someone's offended you and you've been holding a grudge, That's not fruit of the Spirit. That's worldly fruit. That's entitlement and personal rights. I want you to come to the altar. Number one, ask the Lord to expose what it is in you that needs to come out. And number two, repent from it and ask the Lord to direct you in the right way. Is that fair enough today? Amen. Y'all come to the altar. He's a good God. Father, we just ask you just to expose it, Lord. You already know it, Lord. According to your word, Father, you say that you're faithful to forgive. If we'll confess it and hand it over to you and die. I I ask that the Holy Ghost of Fire... name of Jesus Christ Father there's people hurting up here right now there's people hurting in their chairs right now there's people hurting watching live stream right now Father and the only peace and comfort we can get relief it comes from you Lord forgive us forgive me Lord for the lack of intimacy in my relationship with you Lord I want to go deeper with you Lord I want to produce offspring, Father God. I want to populate heaven, Lord. I want to make disciples, Father, but I know with my own agenda I cannot do it. Lord, I ask that you burn it out of them right now through conviction in the name of Jesus Christ. Let conviction hit them, Father. That they repent, confess. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fire. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is what we're fortunate for the sweet spirit of God. Hallelujah. Thank you. It's going to stay right here for just another minute or two If there's anyone under the sound of my voice Right now, right now This is where the rubber meets the road That if you don't know Jesus Christ As Savior But also as Lord Let me speak a minute ago about Everyone wants a Savior But no one wants a Lord (laughs) Because there's not a whole lot of friendship In Lordship but if there's anyone in the room today that would like to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior please come up right now if, if the holy spirit's dealt with you on something and you want to make sure that you're sure please come up right now right now hallelujah Hallelujah. Come, Lord. There's some intimacy going on right there, I promise you. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Dominic and uh, Miss Dallas to come up, please. church today whether you liked it or not and it don't go to me it, it, it's, it's not about anything you know It's I'm here to tell you that was straight from the throne room I needed to hear it you know what I mean when, when I can set responsibility for my own lack of intimacy for the married people in here for the people that's in a relationship in here Have you ever noticed when things start getting a little shaky between you and the wife It's because you ain't been spending quality time with her? There's a lack of intimacy in it. You just start going through the grind. We wake up at 6 in the morning. She starts doing this. I start doing that. Kiss, go out the door, come back at 5.30 that evening, whatever it looks like, whatever y'all's looks like. Yeah, have you ever noticed that there's a lack of intimacy? And the next thing you know, you're wanting to chew, chew each other's heads off or why ain't you done this? That's my famous words. Can I get real? That's my wife, man. That's my Lord. Why haven't I, why haven't I done this? I'm being real with y'all today. There's so many areas in my life that I still have to die to. And I do got the mic. Does that make sense? Can we do that? Can I tell you that? Absolutely. Because I'm not on a pedal. I don't think I am better than anybody else. I'm here to tell you there's areas in my life that I struggle with. It's not the same things that I used to struggle with, but there's areas in my life that I struggle with that I know if I would just be willing to get transparent with Jesus, get stripped down completely vulnerable and say, Lord, I want to die to this, that it would be dead. But that makes me vulnerable. I want to challenge this church to become vulnerable this week. Amen? Go back and watch the service. And those prayer requests, lift them up. It's going to feel a little different. It's going to look a little different. But God's wanting us to be a little different. Amen? How about these guys right here? Y'all give it up for them. I'm going to dismiss, and what I want you guys to do I mean, they're part of the family. They're part of the the PG family. Uh, They're part of the big family. Amen. Ain't that cool? Ain't that cool, man? She's got her smile back. Amen. So I'm going to pray, and I want you guys to just kind of flow this way and come down here and love on them. Let them know what you, uh, how you feel about them. Proud of, we're proud of you. You know it? We're glad. And listen, I got news for you. Now that you're part of the family, you're going to be getting busy in the family. You know what I mean? Like, tricked you. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, yeah, let's give it up for them one more time. Y'all point, y'all point your hands this way. Just Everyone point this way. And let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lana, you want to come up? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you uh, for Dominic and Dallas, Father God. We thank you for the obedience that was shown today through baptism. Father God, I thank you, Lord, uh, uh, that they were once dead, but now they're dead in Christ, Father God. And we praise you for that in the name of Jesus, Lord. Uh, I thank you for your word that went for this morning, Father God. Uh, I know that that was 100% of you, Lord. Uh, and let us react to it, Father God. Uh, let, let, let us become obedient, Father God, uh, that our own agenda leaves, uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus. But to be about the Father's business, Lord. Uh, and, and we thank you. We, we repent of that today, Father God. Starting uh, with, the, with the under-shepherd of this church all the way through the flock, Lord. Uh, let us be more like you and less like us. We love you. As we go throughout this week, Father God, uh, remind us of the words that you've given us, uh, Father, this week, um, that we may be able to lift up other people, set our own agendas to the side, that you get the glory, and we love you and praise you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. You guys come love on them. I was feeling that, feeling that breeze Singing like a song through the tall oak trees It was just another summer night. Had to be the last thing on my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was all but lost in the moment. I was young and running wide open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just another summer night. Had to be the last thing on. My